is a live recording. I'm using my new glass from Tired uh, Hands. Okay. And uh, I'll take a picture of it. It's a really cool glass. All right, it still smells like good beer. Excellent. This is a hmm. this is a delayed beer. Um, I wanted to send this to you a while back, but things with your move and Wait, all are, of that stuff. Are we stuff. on now? Is this, yeah, is this, this is it, man. Let me, let me move my mic around to make move lots it, of right. yes, Dude, that'll there be fun. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, this is, so this is the first, first show in the new digs. It is. And new, in new internet connection, new office with lots of echo. Echo. It, it really echo. doesn't sound that bad for me, okay. so that's good. Maybe when oh. I run it through my audio processing, it'll sound like a big echoey room. But right now, it sounds pretty good. Okay. Um, right. Well, this, this tell me about this beer because it it poured with a head bigger than Sarah Jessica Parker. Because <laughs> this this is a massive head that I got on this beer. What, what is the uh, the temperature on your beer? Uh, I don't. Dude, I don't even. I barely have a glass available. Let alone my. <laughs> thermometer my digital thermometer um well my infrared thermometer actually you know what oh, oh, oh look at that look at that you infrared. find red Inf- yeah wow it's right underneath it was right underneath my 1975 um sharp model el 8000 calculator Oh, that's probably means something to a calculator nerd, but to me that sounds like just an old calculator. It, it is very old uh, calculator. What we're drinking is uh, the Astounding She Monster Mango IPA from Springhouse Brewing in Lancaster, PA. Um, I had this uh, on tap at the local and really thought, uh, I'm not a big fan of like mango things uh, i mean i think it's okay it's not my favorite um but what it did to this ipa was really made it nice and smooth and wait, wait, wait. so tell me about it i i know zero about this beer you sent it to me i put it in the refrigerator and it sat there until we recorded today mango ipa so that that's not just that it's <laughs> it has notes of mango from the hops they put mango in it yes they put mango in it and um it's really good. Um, Springhouse is a little uh, brewery that is in the Lancaster area. They actually have a little brew pub in Lancaster proper, which is the, the city part of Lancaster. And um, uh, we we went there, and I actually bought this right in the brew pub um, so I could send it to you. The, the nose on it is like a Saison. It is. It's got, it's got a, a little, little, little bit of um, hay and uh, like barn smell to it. And I can smell the mango, actually. Hmm. Smells fruity. I don't know if I can smell the mango. I, and I love mango, by the way. I mean, one of my favorite snacks is dried mango. We buy mangoes whenever we can get good quality ones. Nice. Well, maybe you like this. It doesn't overwhelm with anything, which I kind of like. It's uh, it does. It's not like a. Not- I think that was my annual review this year. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't overwhelm. It doesn't with overwhelm anything. in any. Not aspect. offensive, but also doesn't overwhelm with. <laughs> well, anything. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I've met you. <laughs> You're fairly <laughs> offensive. All right, can I try this now? I'm trying it. Oh, that's good. It's not. It's bitter, but not too bitter. Oh wow, that's a lot more bitter than I expected. Yeah, it's from the nose. I expected a nice little, like sweet, bright saison, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's not that. It's actually 
I hate to say it. It's a little flavorless. Yeah, it's it it's might. a lot of bitterness, and 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 I'm I'm at fifty two degrees on this. Yeah, it should be warm. I think this may have suffered from the delay um, in getting it to you with all of the, you know, because it, it's generally more tasty than this, but it's still mm. it's pretty good. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's good. It's, I, I would give it. Um, B minus. Yeah, I would. I'd say this is a B, and I've had it before at, at B plus levels, so I know that it can be better than this. But uh, it lacks the creaminess that I had uh, re- remarked on in my notes for this before. Mm. Okay, um, and it definitely doesn't have the the hoppy back flavors and stuff. But it, I mean, okay. it has a nice bitterness to it. I like the um, consistency. It smells good. It really does smell like mangoes. At least mine does. Um, so yeah, Springhouse makes some really good beers. Uh, the the beer, the other one that I sent you, which we'll have a few months from now, is meant to be aged. So this one, uh, just obviously less so. <laughs> and I, I think in the next few weeks we have a lot of uh, yeah, let's say out of town beers. Yeah, we do. So yeah, that's cool. It should I'm be fun. Really looking forward to those. Absolutely. Um, so what are we, what are we doing today? Are we complaining or loving today? I thought we'd complain today. Oh, okay. Um, That's usually like our shows are either complaining or loving. It's I true. I, it's not so much complaining so much as, uh, well, I guess it's complaining. The loving, I thought, you know, I, I might want to, we might want to wait till next week. Well, why one. haven't you assimilated? That, that's what the show is about. <laughs> why haven't you assimilated into the Apple world? Yeah, it's basically why have you not completely turned yourself over to all of the Apple apps? And I wanted to talk about some of the. I just noticed uh, I was on a trip recently. How many of the apps that I'm using that aren't uh, stock Apple apps? And I know a lot of people who use just stock Apple apps all the time, and it always baffles. Well, it's it's designed to be like just go with it, just just let go, yeah. don't yep. think about it, and just go with the Apple stuff, and you'll be happier. Everything will be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and I think when I it, when I started looking at a lot of the thing, a lot of the apps that I use on a daily basis, all the times apps that I rely on. Um, there are some of them that I just don't use the stock Apple apps on. And then there are some that I've noticed uh, with the iOS 10 beta. I don't know if you're trying that on uh, the public beta at all, but there's certain apps. I had time. Yeah, I kind of figured. Uh, there's certain apps that I've started using more, and I thought it might be useful to talk about that stuff as well. Well, it's not you, know, all you know the other reason I'm not doing the, the betas? Is there's a couple apps now that I just use so like so much all the time that if they broke I would just be bummed like the Devon Think to go app yeah like I use that like crazy now I do too and and if it broke on the beta ever I'd be like no I'd rather have yeah. the old OS and Devon Think back so. well so here's what I did um, and we can I diverge a little bit off onto the beta track a little bit because it is public um, is I actually have a, a phone that I use for betas for software at work, um, and so I I took I put it on my I put the beta on my secondary phone, which is my my six yeah. S, which I don't carry with me that often. <laughs> is that is that your nighttime phone or your daytime phone? <laughs> I just I just want to be ready to go, daytime or nighttime. Um, and it was actually my daytime phone, actually, honestly, because I used it during the day at work when I was testing our software. And um, 
So I said, well, I'm going to put the beta on because I have to test uh, my company's app with the beta. And I was able to test all of those other apps like you remarked upon, like the DevonThink app, 1Password, Drafts. Um, there's a few of these apps. And again, these are... It's tap fun. Seller. <laughs> tap Seller, obviously. We, that one's still working. Um, there are podcast apps like Overcast. There's just things that I use all the time, every day. Yeah. And um, they all worked. And so I still didn't... I've had betas. I, that, that's fine. Like, But the, you still run the risk. And yes. it's fine if, it you, have a, with the if you have beta. a secondary strategic phone. Yes. Um, that, uh, you know, your offense phone. That you can <laughs> just... Do whatever, and if it's broken, oh well, you still have your main phone. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't want to go that route because you never know between betas; they may break it. That's happened just before. Just adding new stuff. Yeah, so. I, I've had that happen before, where one um, password worked on a beta, and I thought, well, this is great. I put it on my main phone, and then <laughs> it stopped working with the second release, and I was like, oh my and god! The trap closes around you. Yeah, it was a t total bummer. <laughs> All right, so so uh, Devin Think I think is a good jumping off point. Why aren't you using Apple Notes? Yeah, that's actually what I put in my my show notes, which is um, there are certain things that Apple Notes is good for. Um, but I don't really use it that often, and yeah, I, it is. It's a cool app. Like they, I think they've done a good job now. It's finally to the point where it's like it's something I could recommend to most people to say, just stick stuff in here. It's fine for most people now. If you have two thousand text notes, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I can't give it a strong endorsement. Or if you. If you have two thousand of any kind of notes, I probably wouldn't give it too much. Uh, yeah, I, I, too much credibility there. Uh, well, I've had, and I think I described this in another show. I've had actually very simplistic notes go wrong in Apple Notes, which makes me very uh, tentative as far as trying it goes. Like I've had, I've changed the text of a note and then gone to my Mac later, and the the note will be like a, a mixture of a note that I just took and one that I. And unlike, unlike something like Dropbox, where you can just go to the web app and say undelete, 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 right. or whatever, you know, restore to this version. version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's none of that on uh, iCloud Sync. Yeah, you know, with it, for Apple Notes. And I think that's where um, that's where I have the most difficulty with the Apple apps. And I know I'm not, I'm not alone on this. You've we've talked about this a little bit before, which is that um, just go with it, man. Like, you know, oh, well, you know, that, that, that version of the file you wanted isn't there anymore, but we take care of most of it for you, okay? You know, like... like and I, you know, honestly, I think it's, it's probably fine for most people. Like, people, like my mother-in-law, who writes everything on, old, on the backs of old business cards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a step up from that. Well, and I think I think of somebody it, like my my mother or something like that using this. Like, what if that note munging happened with her notes? Like, what would she do? She she wouldn't think about versioning, and she wouldn't think about um, cloud saving. She would just be like, "What the heck happened to my note?" And she'd fix it, and she'd carry on, and she'd be confused because things didn't work the way she expected and, to and just tr not trusted just a little bit right exactly <laughs> forever <laughs> right but she wouldn't i don't think that she would think i should try another notes app right i don't think she would no probably not you know what i'm saying so so i think um 
you and I are a little bit unique in that aspect where we do dabble in a lot of stuff, which as we go through my list of apps that we dabble in, um, some of them are for good reasons. Some are just to, to kind of satisfy a preference that we have one way or the other. But I think the iCloud one is, um, it's a, it's a big one for me because that having that lack of trust, the, the lack of trust for an app is my biggest problem. I think I'm right, obviously. So, so let, let's, let's move on. Cause yes. we've talked about notes like to death over, yes. over the years. Uh, but the next one that I'm guessing you don't trust, uh, Apple Maps. <laughs> Are you looking at my notes? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, can I see your notes? Did you put them in the shared I did. I put them in database? the shared thing, yeah. Oh, um, I, I, I am not. I promise you I'm not looking at your notes at all. That's funny because uh, you're going like that was the top two. Um, oh. So and, and the maps. It's like the top two most unreliable. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're right. It's, it's funny. We went on hard a, to guess. We went on a trip recently uh, to North Carolina. And I thought to myself, let's use, uh, I, you know, the beta Apple Maps. It looks really good. And I've used it for some local stuff. And um, it worked fairly well. Uh, the, it, it's a much better GPS app than it used to be. It used to be like a map app and they stuck GPS things into it. Now it feels like a GPS app. It's useful. It seems to be uh, thoughtfully put together so that you can use it to navigate quickly while you're driving like you get to a red light you can quickly tap something and get these yeah. big buttons that you can use which before was very fiddly so we wait are you talking about in the beta in the beta. i still find it yeah. very fiddly yeah, in the, the beta the beta is a uh, very different interface for navigating things which i much appreciate so i had high hopes for it in fact i used it a little bit on local travels and it performed fairly well so we went to big big cities. It's fine. Right? Big That's cities is fine. Uh, long trips in, Bo in Boston. It seems fine. Yeah, major highways. It seems fine. But the issue that I had with it is that traveling uh, a long distance didn't seem to be great, um, and so I ended up using my car's GPS, which I'd never used before. And I had like TomTom Tom as a backup because I've been using that for years. So anyway, we get down to North Carolina and. I wanted to go to a specific place, and so I typed in the name of the place, and it found it, but it found one that was like 40 miles away. And I knew that there was one like three miles away. And so I kept trying to figure out, like, how can I change what I typed to get the right one? Yeah. to come up like and I, to be more and more specific yeah. finally you're just looking up geo coordinates <laughs> yeah, exactly well i never i never got it to work like it was always finding yeah. the wrong one and so i thought to myself like again like how would somebody like my mom figure out what you're supposed it's to not do even here. like my uh, i don't want to be ageist right it's well she's not, my prototypical not, like i don't know my, just my make wife this work. gets frustrated by this it's there's a like i completely give myself over to the gps mm -hmm. like when i am navigating i'm not trying to like one-up it and say oh your your directions are inferior i'm gonna try and do better than that i just follow the directions and so if it is wrong and i didn't notice i'm just boned you're boned <laughs> exactly <laughs> like uh, you know the worst is when it's almost right but it's off by like two miles yeah yeah, we I've had that happen where the exact address I pull up to the address, I'm like, 
this isn't the address. <laughs> he yeah. says, you have arrived at your destination, like, or whatever. And, and to You're be here. To be fair, I've had that happen with other GPS apps. This isn't unique to Apple, but it's like if you want to make it simple and you want people to rely on it, every instance of that occurring erodes your trust in it to the point where a lot of people are just like, it's a joke yeah, and they'll I never just, use I it. just don't. Um, you, you know what I did the other day that, that shocked me? Uh, so I have a whole new commute now that I move different highways. It's basically still like through Boston and Cambridge and all that. Um, but, uh, and I've been using my car's GPS and it's fine, but, uh, it's not the greatest with routing around accidents and things like that. So somebody that I knew recommended, they're like, just give Waze a try. And, you know, I stopped using Waze when Google acquired them. And uh, so I reinstalled the app and you did, I didn't need an account and doesn't know who I am. Uh, but it was actually a really excellent experience. I don't, it's directions were no better than what I had already mm-hmm. been using. It basically gave me the exact same route, but the notifications for traffic, potholes, police, like everything, it was so much more active mm. in monitoring my route to say, you know, Hey, there's a reported pothole in one mile, you know, or Hey, there's a, a been a, you know, a cop reported in the next you know, half mile or whatever on this stretch of highway. Like it was very actively trying to help you get to where you're going. Not just like, yeah, you're, you know, yeah, you're going the right way. Keep going in a straight line kind of thing. It was more, um, that's really cool. More like a co-pilot. Like I thought it was really nice actually. And talk about giant buttons, easy to use, really easy to see. Really? Adva- advanced notifications of like what's coming up. That's interesting because well in the, the last time I used Waze, it was very, it was too fiddly to use while driving, which was what, oh, when you're using it. I didn't think this was it. fiddly at all. Well, now, it's been if years you though. Change, if you want to change routes, uh, it takes a couple extra taps to see what alternate routes it's suggesting and everything, but it was fine. It was. Hmm. I thought it was a really excellent experience, and I usually use Navigon, um, which is also nice. But the thing I like about Waze over Navigon is how it was working with my Bluetooth for my car. Waze, for whatever reason, integrated much better with how it activated Bluetooth. Huh. Navigon was basically attempting to um, use my phone connection for Bluetooth, so I'd be listening. I was listening to like an audio book. And it would interrupt the audio, <laughs> do the good. little connection sound like the phone is connecting, yeah. and then play the audio for Navigon. I was like, what the heck is going on? That's weird. Yeah, I um, my standby I mentioned is TomTom, because I don't know why I settled on that, but um, my wife and I have used it quite a bit, and they recently redid the entire thing. I think it's called like TomTom to go or something like that. Let me bring it up real quick. Um, yeah, it's just called Go. Tom Tom Go, uh, and the interface is much, much more friendly as far as touch and uh, bigger buttons, bigger contact pads, and all that stuff. But it's kind of an inscrutable interface. Like you, you have to do this little little tap on the bottom left hand corner to make things to, to just to start doing things, and there's no buttons on the screen otherwise, which is good because you have a lot of screen real estate to see where you're going but um i just found the whole thing it changed drastically from their other app to this one and i'm maybe i'm just not used to it yet that whole so so what do you think we're losing sorry to cut you off like i want to make sure we get all through through all these crummy apps (laughs) um 
<laughs> what do you think we're losing by not using Apple Maps? Because again, that whole Apple experience of like just use the whole whole system. Maybe oh, that's fine. a great question. So, hey Siri, I want to go to Home Depot. Oops, I just oh, I just yeah. woke up everybody's That's, phone. Sorry, <laughs> it just woke up mine up. Sorry, uh, everybody. Um, yeah, but like if I could use that, it it would be awesome. Be- that'd be that'd be cool. Um, or yeah. you know, just just tell it to go to my mom's house, and it would you know just it knows who my mom is because it knows when I call her, you know, it would just bring up her address and it would just drive me there and it would know how I've gone there in the past. And it would take me that path. It would, it would like uh, when it does, or or just, just simply getting in the car and recognizing that you're in the car, which mine does. It tells me if, if I get in the car around the same time of the day, it thinks that I'm going to work or, you know, going home or whatever, but being able to have it recognize that you're in the car and then say, I'm going to home Depot. And then it just knows, boom, you're going to the Home Depot, you go all the time, right. here you go. Um, yeah, or find me the nearest nice. and stuff like that. So I think there's these integration points. And route you points. around traffic. Yeah. Like, which, that would be great. Route you around traffic problems. And the new one is, seems to be much better about traffic, but I've noticed, and maybe this is just my biases, but I noticed that like it will take me strange ways to places that other apps don't do. Now, is it doing that because it's smart? Or is it doing that because it's dumb and I can't figure it I doubt out? It. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so and sometimes it'll take me. It, it will route me around traffic, and I think you know. So what am I losing? I get in the car. It says it's an hour and fourteen minutes to home, but I found a faster way. Like it knows that I'm going home. It knows that there's traffic. It can route me around. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of integration would be super cool. Yeah. Um, and and the whole Siri thing. I know Siri gets a, a bum rap a lot of times, but I, I really don't have bad luck unless I'm trying to use it on my phone, uh, on my uh, watch rather. But my phone Siri stuff works perfectly. Like today I was outside and I was working and I actually shouted, you know, hey, blank, what time is it? And she, it was my phone was in my side pocket and she... She told me the time. I didn't have to take my hands off of what I was doing, and and like it didn't used to do that. And it, I I miss when I'm using other apps uh, that level of integration. Now iOS 10, you know, that was a big thing where you're going to be able to integrate a lot more. But I haven't seen that, and it would be really nice if that stuff just worked. You know, in quotes, just worked. Yeah. Um, the other thing I I put in my notes. Um, because it feels like such a um, missed opportunity is that uh, we've talked about that app Rego all the time for travel. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if you could have a Rego that was built into the Maps app, and they kind of have the ability to save places, but Well, and not- just looking at your photos, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, here's your map, and by the way, here's a little cluster where uh, photos you took on the map, like pinpointed. Right. You know, it maybe it's not part of your trip, but it's just a little reminder you've been to this place, you've been to that place. Yeah, like they know that stuff and and you could mark something like you could plan a trip or something uh and it could because you you're navigating places, so why don't you just plan a trip and then you could yeah. actually add restaurants to it or you could add uh places you'd like to take the the family to see. So I think it, it feels a bit like Maybe it's a next step, but kind of a missed opportunity because, again, it's all integrated. It would be nice. You know what else I think it falls down on, um, which isn't so much for navigation, is it is just finding places. I find that if I'm if I'm new to an area and I'm like, just show me all the grocery stores near me, right, in this, in this area, 
I find Apple Maps is not nearly as good as just Google Maps is for mm. doing the same same exact thing of like show me all the grocery stores, show me all the liquor stores, show me you know the closest hardware store or the you know hardware stores within the view I'm looking at. It does do it. It just I just don't find the experience as good, and I don't think it finds as much. Well, I've um, I've used the new Apple Maps to do things like gas stations. I found it really good for that. Yeah, speaking speaking of the photos thing, of the like the photos on maps, th- that's where I feel like I'm probably losing out the most by yeah. not using photos. So you don't in use a, photos in a way. No, I don't. I, I mean, I take photos with my phone like crazy, but I don't use the photos app other than to look up an old photo if I want to send it to somebody. Not old, but like in the past couple of weeks. Hmm. I don't. I don't use it for my photo system i don't use it to find historic photos or do the locations or look at previous years i don't do any of that in the photos app that's interesting i don't um, use it for syncing i don't care about it i uh actually uh, use the photos app uh, i've given myself over to it to a large degree uh because i don't know i save things to it from websites i take pictures a lot um you but save things to it from websites what well, you know, like you, you, you're you in Twitter or whatever, and you just say save image, and it goes into my photo library. Oh, yeah. see, I hate that. I don't want it in my photo library because um, I don't want it showing up with my other photos. Yeah, I, I don't mind having it all together. But, <laughs> but what, like somebody's crazy <laughs> naked Donald Trump photo <laughs> yeah. showing up in like my family photos in this sometime in the future? Yeah, have people think it was one of you know one of your friends or something? That would be embarrassing. Um, no, I actually. I use it for that, and I. But I have a cheat, which is once a month I get a reminder to save everything to my Synology. <laughs> See, that's where I put all my stuff. Yeah, and and I use the Synology Photos app on iOS to automatically sync my photos to my Synology every time I come and go from the house. Hmm. See, but again, so here's, it just does it automatically, it, which is nice. I'm not saying it's not, but you're losing out on all that other stuff. I know. Tell me what I'm losing out on, because I do feel like that's the one that I would probably be blissfully ignorant of just like jumping in and just saying like, this is great. I like all these features and then not worrying that it lost all the photos from my kid's second (laughs) birthday. Um, it just does the, the things that they, they, they has that, has that whole moments collection where you can zoom out. It, I think it really kind of shines when you're on a trip and which I don't do a whole lot of trips, but you know, it just so happens it's summertime and we're, we're doing a lot of trips here and there. And so, you know, I, it, it groups things by, we did that vacation a few months ago and uh, it actually created collections. It you know you can go back and just say show me everything and group it by month or whatever. But it actually created collections of like here's we went to Palm Springs for a vacation. Right. It knows location. It lo- it knows how time works. Yeah. Right. And it knows that this was a different location at a different time of the day, so it's probably a different event. Exactly. So it kind of groups things into. Uh, time-based events, and then it, it calls it a collection, and it's just metadata that's holding it all together, um, which I just, 
I think it's really cool. Like I can find things. The thing that used to drive me crazy is, and it's the problem I have with Visco and which is the other app that well, we'll get to in a second, um, is that I just have to kind of hope that I remember when I did it and where it was. And with this, yeah, actually, no, that's true. And I can do searches. Wait, so so you can search based on like show me my um, Palm Springs trip. Yeah, you can type in uh, March 2015 uh, snow or something like that, and it'll find photos. You mean on the while well, you're on the new? Yes, on the new photos. On the new. Okay, yeah. so just to be clear, that doesn't on exist the for most people Correct. yet. And, and 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 that's that's a thing where it's kind of. De- decomposing your photos to yes figure out context yes and it's doing it on the device so it's not syncing in theory it's not syncing that context correct in fact it will it did this thing where if i typed in snow it created a at some point a category called snowstorms throughout the years based on just what the pictures look like. So some of them I'm seeing one here is not a snowstorm. It's a, actually a really foggy night, but I guess it used the fact that it was in November and it was in New York and it looks like it was snowy. And it looks white, yeah. white like white out. Yeah. To, yeah. to group that as a snowstorm. The, which is fair. I mean, cool. that takes yeah. some pretty, pretty, uh, it's like acute, uh, understanding of weather conditions to know the difference between fog and a, yeah, and a and snow, snow. And it's using it based on you know the, the the image that you're seeing. And in this case, it could very oh, well man, have this been has, snow. This has the potential to do really cool stuff as devices get more powerful. Could you imagine like correlating with actual weather events and yeah. knowing like oh <laughs> yeah. no, there was no snow that day or <laughs> oh my god, that would you be know, cool. The, like just the ability to go out to the internet and gather all of this information to help it understand what the stuff is in in, in greater and greater detail. Um, it, it could be super that could be really cool. amazing. And I've used it just to. Um, I'm really bad at remembering when events occurred. I'm old. You know, my memory is failing me. So uh, every once in a while, it's like, when did we do that one thing? It was we went to like Hobbs de Grace, Maryland. And there was a restaurant near there. What was the name of that town? Well, I can just put together a search, and then it's enough to jog my memory because it uses all those contextual points. Uh, to you're going to end out. up making me use this photos once once iOS ten. <laughs> it's really hard. All the, all not the new OS to, has come out. That sounds so useful. Fantastic. It's useful, but could you? I can't even imagine growing up in a time where everything is being digitized throughout your life. You know how, how much I'd love to be able to say, show me the photos of the Christmas morning. I got the X-Wing fighter. Like that would be so phenomenal to be able to look back at your life and show me the time that, you know, the first time I met so-and-so. Yeah. Wow. That would be, be so great. Awesome. Right. So here's an example of how awesome it can be. Uh, we just did a, uh, me and my wife and my oldest son did a Zen archery course a few months ago. And I, if you ask me when exactly it happened, I wouldn't be able to tell you. It was a few months ago. <laughs> I could go back in my calendar and find it. But I just typed archery. Now, I didn't tag anything. I didn't do anything to these photos other than take them. If I type archery in the search box, it finds that day and finds all the photos of people taking, uh, you know, shooting a bow. That's, that's, that's pretty really fantastic. cool. That's cool. So, uh, all right, I gotta, I gotta uh, talk about the elephant in the room then. You won't use notes because you're afraid of it not 
<laughs> being able yep. to correctly handle your data, but you're willing to put your precious memories yeah, that's, <laughs> in the context of photos into the same, I don't know, system. Yeah. It's, it, it's using the, it's it's using the, same, the same company, backend. using the same technology. Like, it just feels like I'm going to walk in a racist edge. I, I'm, I, I wouldn't be looking forward to the day where you're like, okay, show me archery photos. I could have sworn I took photos when we did that archery That's thing. Exactly but I guess it doesn't find them. Okay, well, <laughs> either it doesn't understand archery or um, it just failed to sink and they're just and gone they're forever. Gone. Yeah. That's why I do that monthly backup. Um, if there's a good way for me to, and this, again, this is something that I, I would. I guess Apple wouldn't do something like this, but to because they want to make everything simple and seamless, right? And so because of yeah, that, yeah, just a checkbox though that says like also backup here. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like do an offsite backup elsewhere, and it's not, and it's yeah. like a like a like kind of a frozen copy. You know, it would do it once a month or something because that's what I'm the doing. Sun, you know, I got to say the Synology uh, system is pretty fantastic as far as the way it handles it you know it handles live photos it, oh, really? it actually has a checkbox it's like what do you want to do with live photos do you just want the photo or do you also want the video and that's i had no great. idea uh, i mean i have it on my basically phone separating the two pieces of information and storing them separately which isn't ideal but on the other hand you get both if you want or you just get the one if you don't <laughs> if you yeah like my, my father-in-law who doesn't know he has live photos turned on and takes a live <laughs> photo of everything <laughs> so every time he texts me a photo of anything it's like a you know a little like fairy a house can in, or something in his garden yeah it's just a you if you press you know um press down on the photo it just shows his hand the camera <laughs> vibrating a little bit as he's taking the picture that's kind of adorable uh yeah so the other thing uh that photos is not great at is i really like apps like visco visco cam to apply filters and and do some cropping and sharpen and stuff like that like make them look cool um but the the photos app doesn't have that level of you know, creativity, I guess, in it. So Sure, but you can do... Can, uh, can you do the thing where an app can actually edit the photo in photos? Not not send it out to another app, then edit it, and then send it back to photos, but where... Have you seen that where it uses... Uh, it's almost like iCloud Drive no. for... Oh, uh, what app does this? There, There's... Um, it's not for photos. There's a... I don't have my phone sitting here next to me. It's uh, it's one of these text editors. Is it Ulysses? Ulysses? Oh boy! Does this where you can use it as a file provider? Don't get me you started on a, Ulysses. <laughs> duh, duh. <laughs> I have plenty to say there. Speaking of lost data, yeah, I think took, uh, took me, we had the took same me three days to get back on my text I files. Think, uh, you and I had <laughs> the same thing happen through two two different times because you were both we were both talking to Tim about that. Yeah. And like where hundreds and hundreds of text files were just deleted out of Dropbox. Yep, same for here. no reason. Uh, anyways, I've moved. I've moved beyond <laughs> that. I don't want to hate on that app. I think they had a bug, and I feel bad for them because it probably really stinks to have like such a and they probably didn't know serious, it's serious bug. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there's a way that an app can plug in and say like use this other app as a as a data provider. So like use the um, Synology. Uh, file app 
huh. as a data provider. So you can open files from it, edit it. And then when you're done, it's put right back into where it was as an update. And that's really cool. That would be fantastic. So if I, I want could do the that. same thing for photos, for photos where you yeah. can like from Visco cam, you can just say like, open it to edit a photo from my photo roll. Right, because the problem with Visco, and again, this is where, what do you lose when you change and what do you have to put up with? So with Visco, you have to import it into Visco. Uh, you have to make the edits and then you have to save it back to your camera roll if you want it to be accessible anywhere other than in the Visco app, which is what I want it to do. So you can have it automatically save stuff back, but now I've got two copies of it. It's just doubling yeah. things. It just, yeah. it's not a very good way to do it. And again, if photos it was all things to me, I would be able to do everything in there. And, and it's interesting that, um, I don't know. The, the Visco was so much better. Um, I don't like the yeah. interface of the app. I don't like most of the Visco app. Sorry for if you worked on it because it's a fantastic thing, but it's inscrutable in certain places and it drives <laughs> me crazy. Um, so there's some all other right, things. So, you, so you, you're all in on photos at this point for, for all this stuff. And I might, you know, the, I saw the demo of the search and all that stuff and thought at the time, like, ooh, this might, this might pull me in. This might pull me back into <laughs> the Photos app. But I'll still use my Synology Sync to have it constantly putting my files back on, on my Synology. Yeah, I can see... I mean, I don't see myself stopping backing up my stuff to my Synology. Like, it's my safety net, and it's a pain in the butt to have to deal with it. It just starts to feel so much like data masturbation. <laughs> it really does. It really just starts to feel like you're you're just, like, shuttling data back yep. and forth. For this, it's just for this fear that it's going to disappear someday. Well, if it didn't disappear at some point, I probably wouldn't have that fear. But every it, but it has <laughs> disappeared, you know? And yeah, I don't think that Synology is the perfect solution either. It's just photos isn't solved yet. And so until it's completely solved in a way that I feel like everything's soup to nuts perfect, I'm going to be paranoid. <laughs> I think re reliable uh, iOS backup hasn't been solved. That's, I think yeah. that is not a solved problem. The, the deletion of all my Dropbox notes or hundreds of files showed me, first of all, it would have actually been quite the hardship had I lost those files. Like, like I have important information in those that I need for referencing things from the future mm -hmm. to look back and say like, you know, like I have a bunch of other stuff in storage. I have from that, the order number, all the details around me putting our stuff in storage. Yeah. I probably could like find their phone number, call it, say, I don't have my ID. I don't have my number for this, you know, storage. Can you look me up and try to, you know, go through all that, but which is what most people do every day of yeah, their life. <laughs> that just sounds like that's not how I want to spend my time. Me neither, man. So I'd rather parent be paranoid and back everything up and put it on multiple places. Yep, and, I'm the same way. It's probably there, why there we really get along. isn't good. How is there no versioning on iOS files? How is there no like just reliable backup other than the silly backup that they provide that half the time doesn't work for me. Well, I will say this. Uh, I've used 
the time capsule back up twice in the last two weeks. It's done. I've deleted stuff because I'm uh, running out of space on my MacBook Air, and I can't wait for the new Macs, MacBooks to come out because I'm shuttling things on and off trying to, to tune my space, and I deleted something I wanted to save. So I happened to be at home. I went to my time capsule, found it from the day before, and restored it, and it worked absolutely perfectly. And yeah. I was like, I, it doesn't always do that, but man, when it works, it's like it is like freaking magic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, although I'll, I'll say Backblaze is actually really. Uh, I've used that multiple times to recover. Really? From, yeah, I have kind of a disaster, but again, that's all Mac. That's Mac based. Yeah, like for iOS, it it it's really just like okay, well, I guess I'll restore my entire device. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To some to that previous point because I accidentally deleted a file. And if you're like me, uh, I use Sleep Timer, and so it never detects that my phone is you know off and sleep and ready to back oh, up. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so I have to remember to do that. In fact, <laughs> so I have to do have that to after this it. call. <laughs> I do the backup to my Mac. I, I don't go through the iCloud no, backup. I don't trust it. I've had multiple times where it would not restore, mm. and I've gone to the Apple store, and they're just like, oh, sorry, bro. Really? Like, it just won't, won't restore. I'm like, what do you mean, sorry, bro? It <laughs> says that I backed up. It's like, says my backup's there. Like, yeah, it must just have some glitch oh that's helpful just like that's not okay for a backup to just have some glitch <laughs> well so i do the encrypted backups on my mac i've never had a problem with those yeah i do that when i'm doing the, the beta back and forth um because i need that to be yeah i need to make sure that everything's backed up before i take that plunge but most of the time the things like i've had to restore from backup a few times and it it's worked for me the only time it hasn't is during the beta you know like during beta, all bets are off anyway, so I can't really complain about it. But when I've needed to to do it, it seems to, to have come through for me. Um, yeah. I will keep a, a backup around every once in a while on, on the on the Mac, though, because I'm, I'm paranoid like that. Um, do you use anything else nowadays for reminders, or do you use the Reminders app? Uh, I use reminders for most of my reminders. The reminders app, uh, I do have a task manager. I mean, I've been using OmniFocus for a while again. Yeah, it's, me too. But, but that, I, that's I not guess, for reminders. I guess what I'm about, that's like, for task management. Yeah, a lot of people use Do, and they rely on Do. Like, it's cool. I really like Do, but it just it never scratches a new itch for me. Like it's just it's just. I end up saying like I might as well just use reminders because yeah. I can do that from Siri. Yeah. Uh, see, there we go. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say, is I use reminders now. Um, it's funny, that task paper project, you know, when we, you know, you kind of forced me into it. I'm just kidding. Um, you got me using task paper. It really made me think about all of the other things that I use, right? Yeah, I, th I thought about that whole process of doing that for two years it was like going to grad school for task management <laughs> it, was. it really was it's like you you you're forced to really unpack yeah. everything that you're doing and decide is this the right way to do this is this am i handling this correctly yeah. where should i put this information i feel like i my omnifocus foo is a hundred times better after doing task paper for two yeah, years. Yeah, mine too. Um, in fact, it's mainly because I use it much more like I use task paper. Um, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but reminders is one of those things where I used omnifocus for reminders sometimes. And it's, 
it, it, when I and it's not really good. It's for not that. great for that. Um, and you <laughs> no. can't integrate it with Siri, and you can't, uh, you know, kind of shout things at it from across the room. And um, uh, you, you know, the, the way I ended up using reminders when I went to task uh, paper really stuck. Like I'm still using it exactly the same way, even though I'm using OmniFocus for my task management. And I thought that it would introduce a layer of friction that I would not enjoy. Um, but I actually like that. It, if it's a reminder, it goes in reminders. If it's a calendar event, it goes in the calendar. It just <laughs> you, you know, I'll just throw this out there. One of the, one of the things it's not fair to say do doesn't scratch any new itches. One of the things do is good at is nagging. Yes. It's really good at setting itself up to just not let you just tap and say, yeah, cool. Yep. It's fine. I get it. Like you can say, just kind of snooze this for a little while and, or, you know, reset it for a certain duration or whatever. And I really think that's a cool feature, but the being able to use Siri just trumps everything for, re, for reminders, you know, in favor of reminders. Yeah. And I have some shared reminder lists with my wife. So that's, I find that really helpful. Um, and there are a lot of apps out there that people swear by to handle re reminders and remote lists and shared lists and all that stuff, but it works totally fine for me. And, and yeah. you can get really grocery lists. I think I use it for a grocery list and I have a couple like taking out the trash. That's a shared reminder yeah. so that either one of us can do it. I have a, mm -hmm. like I, I have a bunch of lists. I broken them into home and then I have a home recurring then I have work and a work recurring. So everything that's set up to happen on a cycle goes on the recurring ones and I don't clutter up the main yeah, list. that sounds too much for me, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the grocery list we share that one, and it's nice to just you know my wife just says, "Hey, could you I can't, add that I can't. to the list?" It's helpful. I can't get my wife to do it. Really? She's just she is a post-it person when it comes to grocery lists, and it drives me nuts because I'm like, "Okay, hey, I, I stopped at the grocery store. Uh, there's nothing in the <laughs> oh, grocery no. list. Oh, it's on the fridge." I'm like, "Hmm. <laughs> well, that doesn't uh, help me." You can take a picture of it. And it'll go to your DS photo yeah, app and sync over yeah. when you get home. That's not uh, not helping you. It's not ideal. No, you know here here's a life hack. Don't try to get your wife to uh, subscribe to your life hack. <laughs> I actually I will give my wife props. Alice has subscribed to quite a few of my life hacks. Uh, well, I don't think it has anything to do with props. It's not like having life hacks makes you superior in some, some way. Well, because because to my wife, it's just some like dumb bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like fair enough, right? To her, it's dumb. Yeah. And so I guess my wife can see, you know, having a shared grocery list is really helpful um, for both of us. She does the, the grocery shopping. So for us to be able to contribute to the same list and then I can make sure that she knows what I need or, you know, and vice versa. adding through Siri too is so great. It's so good. Being able to say, add peanut butter to my groceries list yep. is so like, so sweet, but, but yep. <laughs> If you're not both uh, no. using it, it was just like with the budgeting app. Like if, if, if she wasn't on board, it would be 10 times harder to figure out that whole budget stuff. Um, but she's, she, she does it and thank goodness because it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, another built-in app that I know I use all the time, but I know for a fact you don't use, which is Safari. Um, huh? 
Well, you have a third-party uh, browser that you use. Oh, yeah. I, I, I use both because, again, the give yourself over, you get benefits from right, it. Right, exactly. Like I use Safari. I use the ad blocker for on iOS, and that integrates really nicely with Safari. Safari's ad blocker also carries over to things like you know in-app browsers. Right, true. So it's it's nice, and you know, every once in a while, I'll put something on the reading list because it's just really convenient to use on iOS. Use that reading list function; mm-hmm. it's like really, really easy. I've never used that. Um, oh, I use Pinboard, so Pinboard is my reading list. I just throw... I, that's what I primarily use, but sometimes it's just like I just don't want to deal with <laughs> like launching thing yeah. and the little you know share sheet and setting it and saving it and. It just works. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I know people do use it. I just, again, it's one more place for me to check, and I know I'll forget, and I'll see some article that I really wanted to read like two years from now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I've done that. But you, uh, I, I don't know. This is probably on your list. The The superpower is that you can see uh, pages and tabs that you have open uh, from your other devices. Talk about a superpower. That is sweet. <laughs> it's so good. That is great. When I was using, uh, what was it, an iCab? Yeah, uh, that's what that's what I that's what I usually use. If I just am launching a browser to do a search to do something, I usually open an account. And I tried to use that, and I thought it was crazy pants to have that thing on there because I just I was just like I can do all the stuff in Safari, and when you, I'm you done, really can you can do a lot of it in Safari. Yeah. That's true. Um, I think you've got some things that are happening in iCab that are helpful to you, but I think for me, it, the the things that I lose, um, I mean, I have no complaints about Safari. So that was one of my. I think Safari is awesome. <laughs> you know, I don't have the, any the complaints. Hand, there. The handoff is pretty neat. Yeah, the too. handoff's really it's nice. Like I'm on my phone, and then I go sit at my Mac, and it's like, hey, clearly you were surfing the web on your phone. Do you want to look at the same page? And it's so usually cool. usually like yes. So, what about Calendar? Do you use the Calendar app on iOS? I use it for syncing. I use BusyCal for for my actual calendar on Mac, and on iOS, I use uh, Fantastical. Yeah, I, so that's that's my preferred calendar app. Yeah, I, I've used all of the calendar apps on <laughs> iOS. Like every single one of them, I own maybe twenty calendar apps. Fantastical still is the easiest to find things, the easiest to add things. It's fast. It is fast. I actually I bought BusyCal for iOS. I really liked it. It worked with my corporate email and corporate you know Exchange. Um, but recently they made some changes <laughs> and, and I'm boned. <laughs> so yeah. uh, BusyCal doesn't work anymore. Uh, FantasticCal still does, but I'm actually um, trying out the, the built-in iOS 10 calendar. I I don't... Hmm. How's, how's that? I mean, the, the iOS 9 calendar is quite functional. It's functional. It's a, it's a solid calendar app, I think. I th- and it does cool things that are surprising. The way it integrates with mail and things like that. Well, I think the thing that that bothers me uh, and the thing that I love about BusyCal and the thing I love about Fantastical is that you can see the week view and you can see what, like, there's no week view that, that is is as nice as the, the BusyCal week view on iOS. Um, and, you know, I mean, for me, Fantastical, I use it for years. Um and you know, I mean, it's still, I it does the exchange stuff that I needed to do, um, which is helpful. But I don't know. I, I'll just give this uh, this built-in calendar a try for a little while and see how it works. Um, how much improved is it on uh, iOS ten? 
I don't know. I'm I'm not as um, as into it as I'd like to be. Um, it has a fairly easy to get to list view, which is kind of like a weak view, um, but it yeah. doesn't give you the overlaps and stuff like that. I mean, it's okay. I've been using it for does a couple it do, weeks. Does it do natural language ca- natural language capture? I don't think so. I don't. Last time See, I tried that's it, that's the didn't killer work. feature in Fantastic. Yeah. I love that, and I love the slash commands in it, yep. like. Slash send it to a specific H-O. calendar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that automatically adds it to my home calendar. Like, you know, that is pretty awesome yep. to be able to do really quickly. So, Fantastic L may move back to the homepage. Um, I, I'm just having so many weird work email dramas over the last few weeks because they broke everything. And so, I'm just, I'm just happy when something works <laughs> right now and and right now the ios calendar is yep. working and it looks like fantastic is kind of working too so i might go back to that next week um what yeah, ab- okay so where, where are we now we've we have gone through, through a lot of stuff um we haven't really talked about weather i don't know huh. who uses our built-in weather <laughs> exactly there's a built-in weather app in ios and i've only opened it one time Oh, there is built-in weather app. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. Yeah, that. so why don't you use it? <laughs> um, it's pretty bare bones. Yeah. I I'm an I'm I'm not a weather nerd, but I definitely like more information in my weather apps. And uh, you know, I was a um dark sky user for a while when they used to know how to tell the weather. <laughs> then then I moved to oh, I bet. Again, I own all the weather apps. I've tried every single weather app that's come up. Me too. And I think I'm on, what is it, um, Storm and... Weather Underground? Weather Underground, yeah. So I'm I mean, actually... So yeah, I don't use the weather They're app. the most accurate, I find. Um, they are, but um, I've been doing a lot of research into this. Um, because it accuracy depends on the area. Um, and I found that actually Forecast IO, which drives Dark Sky, and Weather Underground are almost exactly matching the weather in my area um, as far as accuracy. So where it used to, it, I think they went through a period of rough patch where it wasn't as accurate last year. Because um, you can go through, this, there's websites. Could be, but when I traveled, it was a, it was awful. When you traveled? It was not yeah, when I traveled, Dark Sky consistently was wrong. Yeah. Like, telling me that it was going to rain. I look at other apps, and it's like, 0% chance. Yeah. and Or or vice versa. And it was just completely... And it's so bad that I was like, did I select the right location? Yeah. Like, does it think I'm in a different state or something? And, and I just gave up on it. And it was multiple locations while I was traveling. Yeah. For me, locally... I, I mean, what I did is I, I have an app called Weather Nerd, which I really love the look and feel oh, yeah. of. I, I own that. <laughs> well, you're, you, you're like me in that we kind of collect these weather apps just to see which one's the best. And I, they have a great today screen like to a uh, plug in whatever today screen yep. app. Yep. Um, I really like their today screen app. I like their There's weather just, nerds or, or weather weather nerd. Yeah. 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 I like their aesthetic. It's really cool. It is really cool. They, they pack so much information into this thing. They do these weird little nerdy. It's a subscription app though. It is. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. 
you buy an annual subscription inside the app to use it, which is just like Weather like Underground, Weather Underground, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and but I do think Weather Underground uh, is kind of my go-to weather app anyway. Um, even though I love the visualization on Weather Nerd, but again, it's funny. Go back to the topic: is that Weather? I would never even consider using the regular Weather app. Um, which is a bummer because it integrates with all of the the watch stuff and the phone stuff, and you could you could get some cool use out of it. I just love the visualizations in these weather specific apps, and I, I get it. Like Apple, it's like a nice thing, but they're not a weather company, right? So they're not really gonna, you know, be super, uh, you know, into the visualizations that you might get. Um, so anyway, weather app, I thought it might be worth touching on because I know that you and I are both always looking for the better weather app and it's never the iOS one and in iOS 10, it's not changed. You know what though? The, the weather app on iOS tends to be correct. Like it's accurate. It's just bare bones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I like the visualization aspect and you know, I mean, I'm kind of nerdy about it, but yeah, I'm not saying it's, it's off or anything. I should actually compare. It's using the weather channels. Um, oh, is that what it's yeah, using? That's yeah, that's the weather channel, right? Yeah. Was it? Did it used to be Yahoo that provided the weather? I in thought Because so, I know yeah. Yahoo also has a weather app that I've seen that looks quite nice, actually. Yeah, um, I think they used to use Yahoo. It seems to ring a bell. Um, so if we run out of time, let's see what else. Um, calendar we talked about. Uh, music. Uh, oh, that's a pretty big one to say <laughs> for the very end there. Uh, well, it's not the end. So let's just say music. I actually like iTunes and I use it. I use their music app, although I'm bummed out about RDO because I used to use it all the time. Do you use uh, Apple Music? I use Apple Music. I use iTunes. I'm all in on their music. I think it's just fine for what I need. Um, Me too. Perfect. Usually, right. usually finds my music. No problem. No problem. And it streams it. As, at least as well as anything else out there. And, um, yeah, I have, uh, I know other people. I use it with my Sonos. Oh, yeah, I use it right. with my phone. The only, I just wish my Amazon tap had, had access to that music. Mm. That'd be, that'd be cool, but it doesn't. And you know, a lot of, uh, maybe because they're the, the big dog, a lot of new music comes out on Apple music right away. Yeah, it's very true. Um, that every everybody I know is flipping out about Frank Ocean for some reason, and you know, just, yeah. he's it's, he's on iTunes. So I guess uh, you know that is outside my orbit. <laughs> I know, uh, so I want to bring it up. So the the last thing I want to mention is news. Um, news boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo boo you want to you're ending on a sour note no actually i'm not the <sighs> the news app on ios 10 is the best news app i've ever used hmm. it's unfortunately still the news how many have you used um just just apple news <laughs> <laughs> uh i actually used of the apple news apps it's the best <laughs> no i used so here's my news needs i just want to see if I look on this app, what are the three or four things that, you know, are happening right now? I don't want to delve into the details. I just want the highlights. Um, and so there's uh, New York Times Now. Okay, so you just want pulp news. I want, yeah, not necessarily pulp news, but uh, there are certain, 
Well, I'll get into that in a second. So I want pulp news just from the headlines aspect, right? So there's New York Times now. BuzzFeed News has a like a headlines app uh, where they give you the top three or four things. But um, what they'll do is you can you know select any one of those, and it takes you to an area where they give you in-depth articles from BuzzFeed and other places. New York Times now is very similar. It's just like a shot of the news. Um, without going into into too much depth. Now, the Apple News in iOS 10 is kind of that plus a kind of a tunable feed that learns based on what you look at, which is a little too aggressive because I think for a week or two there, there was only pictures of Donald Trump on my phone, which is a little distressing Ugh. because I read a couple articles about that. And now it's just like, hey, you want more of this? That, so that's my experience, too. Yeah. I did not like how it tuned itself. I thought it was dumb. Yeah. I thought it was it was really dense at like uh, as far as a new learning my preference. It was like maybe I accidentally tapped on that story the, like I didn't intend to. Yes. And now suddenly it's just giving me all this stuff about Amazonian frogs. Like, <laughs> that is not like that was a mistake. I meant to tap the next article. But here's the thing um, that I noticed, and for a while there, I was I was about to give up on it because it seemed to be aggressively tuning. And I thought to myself, Am I going to fall into a hole of things that I cared about two days ago, but now I can't see the new stuff to? retune it. And actually, I don't know if they're making changes behind the scenes or if it's just learning the more it sees that I look at. But right now, it's pretty darn good for what I need it to do. Like it is giving me uh, a wide variety, a broad spectrum of news from science to music to I just find that its stuff. sources are too... Uh, it only... Its sources are the top tier news sources, as far as I can tell. And I don't really enjoy that as much. Well... Like, I don't really want New York Times and Economist for everything. I find that's just too narrow in focus. So I, I use News 360 now. It's not as good as Zite, but it has a lot more. Hmm, I'll have to look into that one. Because um, I like a lot of science news. Mm -hmm. Like I read a lot of science news and fringe news. Not 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 you well, know um, Kim Tra not Kim Trails news, but like <laughs> you know fringe as in it's not just about the current. Yeah, but you can po politics with, with Apple News. You can go in and add news sources. So I get boing boing stuff. I get Vice News. I get. Vice I have an RSS reader for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't want to think about adding my feeds because that's what I have. Yeah, this is. Kind I'm of, looking for like other things. This is kind of taking the place of my feeds in that it's just giving me things that it thinks I might want to look at that are news related that are kind of they seem to be relevant to my interests. I know it's crazy, but you should try it when it comes out on iOS 10. All right, I'll I'll, I'll try the new version on iOS 10 when it comes because out. Because what I would what I would like is I will give it my feeds, fine. But if it can learn also from other people's feeds that they add and like just the overall user contrib contribution mm. of information so that you know, hey, maybe I found this cool article about gene splicing, but it's on some small blog that I don't, I don't subscribe to and isn't like a subsidiary of New York Times or something. Like, that's what I'm looking for. No, that makes sense. And I, and I like that. Um, it, there's good discovery on here. Um, 
you can add. I mean, I'm looking at Mac Drifter right here. You can add Mac Drifter on there. Um, mm. Oof. <laughs> Does that still exist? It does. It's not as updated. Oh, I, who am I to say? I think I updated last February or something. Um, so I think it, out of I wanted to end on that one because for me, it's the biggest upnote of iOS 10. Huh. I actually really think I check it a couple oh, times a, a day. Yeah, so that, that's, that's the biggest success story, you think? On i on iOS, as far as like we've talked a lot about what we don't use, you think that's the biggest success? Well, I think the photos thing what about is mail? awesome. Oh, mail! You didn't mention mail. Yeah, actually, what's interesting? Which is a pretty big one because that's like where I spend most of my day. It's weird uh, because I've been thrown back into regular mail, Apple Mail. Um, yeah. I used to yeah, use all, all these great mail apps. Everybody goes and toots all over about going oh this is this this new thing that i waited in line to purchase a virtual <laughs> app like it is so fantastic and I'm like does it support standard exchange no yeah well it only works with gmail see the thing is i don't mind i actually used to have two mail clients on my phone i used to have the one for personal stuff and one for work and I kept the, I use regular mail for work stuff because I wanted to, you know, it had exchange, but I wanted to also keep it separated. Um, but I used Boxer for all of my personal mail. But, yeah, I remember you told me about Boxer. Yeah, but the beta, the beta broke Boxer. So <laughs> Boxer broke Boxer yeah. for me. Well, <laughs> so it kept failing to index on my mail. So I've added, uh, my fast mail account into mail and now I'm just managing it's it's a lot of tapping managing uh boxer was really really tunable for what I needed it to do um but now I have to do a lot of tapping but it's fine I mean Apple's mail yeah. does what it needs to do Apple's mail is you know what I give them credit for it works with so much stuff yeah like it works with real exchange, probably because it can be managed through a corporate environment. Yep. It ju it does work. It stinks because you can't, can't save to PDF or do like what you would think would be fundamentally basic things right. in quick actions, quick filing of things. That is not easy. Not easy. It's a lot of tapping to have to do that stuff. Yeah. And with but um, it works and it has some cool things. Have you signed a PDF through mail? No, I have not. Dude, that is like the most amazing feature no one knows about. I've never like, even heard it, of it. Seriously, a good amount of engineering had to go into that, and I don't think it's ever been mentioned anywhere. Is that like the turn it to landscape and the little signature thing comes up? <laughs> Almost. If you are in, if you have an email where there's a PDF attachment, okay. you you tap the PDF to look at it, and then there's a little toolbox icon okay. that shows up in the lower right hand corner. You tap that. Now you can do markup on that PDF. Hold on. <laughs> when you're done and you hit save, it automatically creates a reply email with the edited version in it. That's pretty slick. That's, yeah, that's so more than what you would expect it to do. That's good. That was great because I had to sign a bunch of documents by a house, right? Oh, right. I use that so much because it also has your signature, you know, in sync with your Mac. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. That's true. So I was able to sign documents on the go all the time. And not just with my signature, with, with my wife's signature, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always CC'd her on the message, but, you know, because we, we shared shared signature through the... Um, oh, the, the app itself, yeah, and the Mac. The app itself, yeah. It was, it, I had both signatures. Just um, plop them right in there. That's a pretty yeah. cool feature. I mean, I think overall, the, the view that I have of this is that... Um, the Apple apps are kind of they, they're 
they do what they need to do for the most part. But I think there are some fringe stuff that if you dip out into well, these other things. they've always shot for like the 80% mark on their apps of just like, let's do what 80% of our customers care about. Right. And I think have has that changed you into being more happy with just having 80% of functionality. <laughs> me, me carrying about 20% less stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting <laughs> no, at. No, 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 no. So you still go for I, your... I mean, we've already talked about some of the stuff that I don't use just because I don't think it's as good. Yeah. Uh, and mail just happens to work. If there was another app that worked with standard exchange uh, and had more features, I would probably go to that. Do I think mail is like the best mail app out there? No way. But it, it works with my corporate accounts. Yeah, the, issue, the main issue I have with the, the mail is that I use a lot of subfolders with, with um, yep. you know, one that is like newsletters and one that's this and one's that. And FastMail is doing a lot of filing for me. So because it doesn't highlight things that are new in those yeah. folders, it doesn't even check the folders until I yeah, look at yeah. them. Uh, I have to several times a, a day. You, you can change that if if they're folders you really care about. You can add them so that it, it's constantly. Oh, really? Uh, checking those folders. Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah, that. There's nothing that's in there. That's and so the, super the folder but... the folder is always up to date hmm. when everything else is. The the downside to that is you'll get a, a buzz when a message arrives. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you won't. Be and able then you'll to look at your it. inbox and there's no new message, <laughs> and it's because it's in one of those other folders. Yeah, not perfect. But again, I mean, it's this it, it's it's not too bad. Uh, kind of like this beer. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. <laughs> I wish I'd gotten this to you the Could day I worse. bought it because it was so crazy mango when it, when I first got it. Mm. And it's, it's oh, that's a bummer. Well, thank, thanks for telling me that, Jeff. Well, I'll, uh, what I'll do is the next time you come visit me, which will be the first time, by the way, um, I'll take you out there. I have a little beer beer trip. We'll, okay, we'll take all right, that there. sounds fair. Um, I was, was going to say, it'd be about like me telling my wife, man, you should have known me when I was 16. I was hot. <laughs> I was ripped. Rips. You would have really liked me so much better when I was 16. Yeah. It's, uh, well, <laughs> Instead of the doughboy I am here. <laughs> but, you know. So, oh well. so it's still a B minus? Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's drinkable. You know what? I want it to be a Saison because it does have... Has that tart smell? Some of that yeah feel to it and some of that like um yeah the odor smells a lot like a saison but then i put it in my mouth that's it's bitter. a bitter bitter thing so uh we haven't recorded in a long time and uh, we get a lot of comments about uh how <laughs> our, old, our episodes. old episodes which we did for very valid reasons so we, we knew that you were going to be incommunicado for quite a while so that's right i was digging this back cave <laughs> he took the back cave the back cave is now equipped so um are there any beers that you've had in the intervening months that were like i have to tell people about this beer oh uh, anything from haw river oh, yeah like yeah i gotta say if you have access to haw river stuff in north carolina that is some of the best beer i've ever put in my face hole <laughs> That is some great, I mean, just they're creative, but even, even their weird, weird sounding stuff is delicious. I mean, I don't like their sours, but you know, whatever. Yep. They don't just make sours. They make all kinds of really cool stuff. Yeah. So I, um, so 
I had some. I don't have my phone in front of me, so it's really hard for me to tell you what I've had in Tap So there's a few of them that are worthy of mention. Uh, We went to North Carolina, and I was able to find some Haw River beers because they're from North Carolina. Um, So I had one called a Sunhands Belgian Summer, which was really fantastic. Uh, There is one that was an A minus called Beneath the Feet of Orion, which was a a, a saison. So it was good. it was amazing. Um, yeah, that's Hot River. That's right? Hot River. Yep. Um, yeah, that such a, a good that beer. Was delicious. Uh, that is a beer you give to somebody that says beer can't be as complex as wine. Yeah, you're right because there was a lot going on there. Um, I got a beer uh, by Brewery Tarot, uh, which I had high hopes for because I like brewery beers a lot. It was a saison rue, and. Uh, this is the one I brewery as in B R U U R Y, and this is Tarot, which is T E R R E U X. I think I've had that. This is their new, um, their new label, I guess, like their their separate label. And I bought this at a bottle shop in Wilmington, North Carolina. The beer was very lively, I would say. This is that. This is the one that I texted you. I opened it up, and. It gushed beer all the way up to uh, the house we were staying, all the way up to the ceiling. It was happy to see me. (laughs) Gushed beer all the way up to the ceiling. And then I thought it would quiet down, but it did not. It just kept roiling bubbles out (laughs) everywhere. And so I had to run across the kitchen. It was going every place. But after it quieted down, the remaining eight ounces of beer were very delicious. That floor beer was delicious. (laughs) The dog enjoyed it. Um, but the 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 taste of it, like maybe I should have chilled it more. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? It was a bottle no, conditioned no, beer. That is not chilling. That is uh, because it was bottle conditioned yes. and it was exactly. It was crazy business. Um, the beer itself was a B plus. The the bottle conditioning, not so much. Um, and then I had a couple of wicked weeds. Uh, Tropic most ghosts, which is a Leipzig style ghost, which yeah, not mm. so good. Um, but I had a Genesis Blonde Sour, which was a B-plus, fantastic. Um, and a Lunatic Blonde, which is their Blonde Ale, which I thought was tasty. Mm. So there's some good stuff out there. Also, a thing to keep an eye open for, um, Nimble Giant by Trogues is out there in the world. I've heard that that's good. Yeah, yeah our mutual like friend I, Jeff. I haven't been a huge Trogues follower for a long time. Like I've had plenty of Trogues beer. Perpetual, right? We both like Perpetual. Yeah, this is yeah, um, but this is the double IPA version of their Perpetual is oh. what it tastes like to me. Oh, great. It's okay. really, really, really good. Um, I've I had to, a, Actually, I have to pick up a keg tomorrow. Guess what I'm getting, Jeff? I don't even want to know. But what I Resin. Resin? resin? Keg of resin oh my for the house. God. I actually yeah. made a beer for the first time in two years, which um, is not as hoppy as I wanted it to be, um, but it's nine and a half percent. So um, I actually wanted to bottle it and send you some. Um, that might still happen. We'll see. It's it's it doesn't have as much hop, but it's very bitter and it's it's I'm, I'm game. All right. I need a, I, I hope to brew eventually. Yeah. Again. This is the first That's, beer miss that. that I've done. This is the second beer I've done in this house. Um, first one I brewed since my accident. So it was, yeah. I can finally lift a, a, a big pot, pot of wort. <laughs> so congratulations. Yeah, isn't that great? Um, but anyway, yeah, I'll send you some of that eventually. 
Did you get to write everything off as physical therapy? <laughs> like writing, writing off the, all the, all the brew ingredients? I did think of that. That's a great idea. I'll get right on that. All right, man. Use your health, health savings for it. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Well, you have a good rest of the weekend. Yeah, you too. All right, man. Talk to See you later. You, Bye. Bye.